Hi, everybody. We're back with Cherry Orchard Conversations. This is Judy, and today I have with me one of my nieces. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. I am Abby Nelson, and I am John's oldest, John's son, John's oldest daughter, I guess. Is that the way to put it? Yeah. And you are not an Emerson? I am a former Emerson. I am still an Emerson at heart, (laughs) but I have since been married a few years ago, and my husband Kyle and I live in Atlanta, Georgia now. Great. Do you want to tell us if you remember the first time you came to the Cherry Orchard? You know, I was thinking about this. My earliest memories, I think, are more of pictures that I've seen as me of me as a you know a baby at the lake or a toddler running around the lake I would say my earliest memory probably has to do with fishing with granddad on the boat but I it's hard for me to remember a time not going to the lake I think when would your family go to the lake we would go every July And my family lived all over the place, generally not within any sort of close driving distance. So I remember flying every summer. I feel like when we were younger, my siblings, I have two younger siblings, so Clark and Chloe and I would fly with my mom and stay for two weeks. And then I feel like my dad would always come for the second week and join us. And then we would all go home. So Every, every July, I think almost my whole life, there's one or two that I think were missed. But other than that, we were there. Yeah. And when you've gone to the orchard, are there certain things that you, when you first get there that you like to do? Or um, when you're driving close uh, and you see the lake from a distance or flying over it, what are some of the things that you recall or you remember I remember it's funny it's kind of like there's this feeling of anxiousness to get to the lake and generally from wherever we were coming from it would be a long travel day we would fly lay over in Denver either fly into Kalispell or Missoula then have a drive and I remember I never wanted I didn't want to take a bathroom break. I didn't want to stop for groceries. I just wanted, you know, to get to the lake as fast as we could. And it's like this, you know, building up, building up to get at the lake and then kind of do nothing once, once we get there, (laughs) nothing and a lot all at the same time, which was always really funny to me. But yeah, I remember, you know, coming in the driveway, it seemed like there was always other people there by the time we come. So Mm -hmm. The whole caravan coming up the driveway to greet us and definitely the times we flew into Missoula driving, you know, from Polson, you kind of hit the top of the hill and you can see the lake, you know, we'd always kind of fight to spot it first from the car. So Mm -hmm. good, good memories of arrival to a very happy place. I think everybody's always in a good mood. Yeah, that day. (laughs) Um, When you have come and, and been there for a week. I know Jack talked about the idea of not wanting to leave the lake because he gets there and he wants to spend his time there. And then he realizes he's not really doing anything very exciting. 
Um, and like you just said, doing nothing but doing a lot all at the same time. Do you have a routine that you that you do when you come there? Like, do you uh, always plan to go in talking with your mom? She she talked about uh, hosting people and having to take them to Glacier. And that was part of her responsibility as a host. But what about as the um, adult daughter? Do you feel a, a need to go to other places when you're there because you don't live nearby? So. Uh, this is an opportunity for you to see some of the other beautiful places around the orchard. Yeah, I could, I, when listening to Jack, I definitely related to him talking about, you know, this, you don't want to leave, but you're not really doing anything. You know, we're just sitting in the driveway, maybe <laughs> reading a book and drinking, but somehow that, you know, can't be missed. <laughs> I would, I would say recently the past few summers I've had friends come. So similar to my mom I think when when friends come I do feel pressure to you know show them glacier and and more of the things outside the lake I also think we especially myself I I talk about the lake all the time I think any of my close friends or you know my in-laws or anybody like that you know I talk about this magical place so much so when they come I'm like oh it's got to live up to (laughs) what it is in my head you know so we got to show them all the stuff so it's weird you want to take them and show them places but then again I'm like scared to miss not scared but I don't want to miss out on anything at the lake so it's a weird you know kind of battle between stay and hang out with everybody and catch up but then you know for somebody visiting for the first time that might not have quite the emotional attachment to them as it does to us, you know, just hanging yeah, out. That's sure. That's true. And also you you said your in-laws. So do you remember bringing Kyle the first time and, and uh, do you remember what year that was or what his reaction was? I think he kind of felt the same way. I think he, he knew how important the lake was to me and that if we got married this would be a constant in our lives and so you know what did that look like for him yeah and so so I think he came I believe it was 2014 maybe 2015 would have been the first summer he came and we were dating and I remember beforehand you know he had heard me talk about the lake for years and then going and showing him around. And it is overwhelming to meet, you know, 40 <laughs> not shy people all, all at once. So I, and, you know, he had met, he had met granddad before and he had met, I feel like a decent amount of people, but I think it was a little bit overwhelming yeah. for him. But I think what I didn't realize and hearing Nancy and Steve kind of talk about this a little bit was afterwards, or, you know, we're going home. And I think we, we both felt pressure really for no reason but I felt this pressure for him to fit in and to love it as much as I do because you know this is a person I saw myself marrying at the time I think he had fun the first summer he enjoys it now I think way more than he did the first summer and so now it's really special to me that he'll he'll be excited to go to Montana and talk about oh, I want to catch up with so-and-so. But I think there's a really, a personal connection. Like we go and you catch up with people and say, hey, what have you been up to since last summer? Our cousins and stuff like that. And, you know, first time visitors don't get to experience that reconnecting feeling that we all have. It's all new to them, you know? Yep. Kyle, Kyle talks about from that first summer that for him, it was almost 
he didn't he wanted to meet people but I think he was also very cognizant of he didn't want to feel like I had to sit with him you know because he knew how important it was for me to catch up with everybody and see everybody and he you know wanted be able to hold a conversation or meet other people and and not have to be by my side you know as like a burden to me kind of thing which you would (laughs) never be but that you know that's how versus I, I think he feels especially the second summer and then you know obviously now but when we get to the lake he's like see I got my own people to t- catch up with you know so um no but I think it's it, it's a feeling of comfort and I think I underestimated like what that would be like for a new person coming in when when it it's just so natural for us you know yes. who yes. had been doing it for 20 whatever five years in a row it's true that's very true does he, he spend, does. Get to spend a does he get to spend a week there? Do you still get to spend a week there every summer? So in the the past few summers, so Kyle works at the NASCAR track in Atlanta, which is very events focused and lots of weekends and stuff. So the past few summers, he has only been able to come for five days. It seems like he has, he can't miss like Thursday, Friday at work. Yes. So we'll come like a Saturday through a Wednesday, and then I'll stay longer for the whole week. But he is already planning this. They're doing some stuff at the track. So he is available for a full week. And he is very excited to get to spend his full seven or nine days or whatever it'll end up being um, (laughs) at the lake. He's been looking forward to it since last year. So, Oh, that's great. What about your in-laws? You said they came. What year did they or have they been there more than once? They have been there one time with my brother-in-law. So... They came the year that Clark and Grace got engaged, okay. which I believe was the summer of 2018. Yeah. And then I've also had two of my college best friends, Sarah and Amy, came, I believe, the summer of 2019. And Caitlin, a best friend from growing up, has come several times. <laughs> um, I think once in July with everybody. And then one summer I had a work internship so I couldn't come in July so I came in August and it was granddad and Stan our friend from Australia was there and Caitlin and I so it was these two young girls and these two older men and we just had the best time the four of us (laughs) that's great well that's another person I'll need to talk to is Stan because he's sort of been around many many years to the orchard and has kind of a you know, perspective about it as well. So that, that's, yeah, a he, would, he would be a good one. And, and, you know, he's been there in the summer with everybody, but he's also probably spent more than I have time, you know, just on off season, so to speak, right. um, and kind of can talk about the differences, which would be pretty cool yeah. to hear. Did you, you said you were there in August. So what, what did you, did you have to do any work when you were there with Caitlin? You know, we were, we weren't there for a full week. And, and towards the end of the week, we ended up driving to Coeur d'Alene and seeing Uncle Jim. And we stayed in Spokane with Ellen. And then Clark, my younger brother, played college soccer and had a soccer game at Gonzaga. And we were all in Spokane to kind of watch the soccer game. And then we drove, we flew home from, from there. Spokane. 
yeah yeah so I think we were we I remember the her and I went to Glacier for a day by ourselves but I remember lots of like four chairs on the back porch just <laughs> you know napping and us doing whatever but it, it was it was kind of after all the post work had been done I think we probably you know mowed the yard or something like that but right, right. it was much more low-key that week do you remember going to the orchard uh, during the cherry season and having a particular job that you had to do as a child and then later as a teenager, as an adult? I I think I'm a floater. Mm-hmm. That's how I would describe myself. Opposite of Andrew, I think I want the job where, where all the people are. So, you know, if everybody's washing, I want to wash too. If everybody's picking cherries, then I'll grab a bucket and pick cherries. When I was younger, I think I did spend a lot more time at the cherry stand. Uh-huh. I loved talking to the customers or being out on the highway and getting the semi trucks to honk at us, you know, elementary, middle school, stuff like that. I remember being up there a lot. Do you remember who you were with when you were up there? You know, I, I definitely like when Grandma Belle and Grammy M up lots of time with Grammy M up there, I feel like. Uh-huh. And then I, maybe some of the girls, like if Anna and Kristen or, you know, we would be in our little matching cherry outfits and go up there. And <laughs> I'd imagine as a passerby stopping on the highway, that would have been pretty fun to see these little girls in homemade cherry clothing, you know, or handmade cherry clothing selling cherries. Yeah. And the, the, those you girls, I know Kristen and Carmen and Anna. Chloe was a little too young, maybe, when you were up there, right, selling? Yeah, I feel like she, yeah, I think that was, because Chloe's seven years younger than I am, so I feel like, well, the joke was always, she's in Gen 3, but we said, when she was younger, I think we told her she was Gen 4, (laughs) because she was closer to Jasmine and Jillian and the other Anna's age. So I feel like she would, that was kind of her group when she was real little. Um, <laughs> now I think we've accepted her back into our generation. Now yeah. that she's grown up a little bit, but. <laughs> you know, Ellen will, Ellen talks about that too, that she's a bridger, you know, she, she actually bridges my generation because she was the first, she and Melissa were the first grandchildren. Right. And then it was, how many years, 12 years before any of the Emerson, John Emerson children had children. Like 12 years before Andrew was born. A few years before that, Keaton and Jurgen were born before Andrew. But she, you know, she remembers being sort of separated from the Gen Gen 3 because of her age. So uh, that's kind of interesting the way that we have these different spans and also that that Jasmine and mostly Jasmine is close to Gen 3 because of Chloe and but really mm-hmm. in Gen 4. So yeah, I think that's pretty interesting those ages the way they are stretched across time. Those groups, not ages, those groups. <laughs> Thinking about the washing of cherries and the controversies that arise in washing the cherries, have you been involved in any of those money questions or whether to pick cherries do you have you have you I would say in my everyday life I'm a pretty type a decisive person 
and I have learned at the cherry orchard it's not even worth it there's there's <laughs> way many more decision makers far above my head and it's kind of nice that I don't have to worry about any of that you know I mm-hmm. feel like I learned very early on there just go with the flow do what you're told maybe maybe one day gen three you'll have to make decisions yeah. but for now I feel like that's kind of been you and Nancy and Jamie I felt like the three sisters that that's who I think of like making all those decisions especially Jamie and Nancy I feel I, like I was gonna say I think I bless think you of, but you know, Jim and my dad and my mom in in the background making decisions that's how I I feel like it is but but I'm sure that it's not quite like that and Jamie yeah. of course, Jamie yeah <laughs> What you've done is uh, created some graphics for Jad and for his wine, correct? Correct. Yeah. Wine labels, um, the jam, the the cherry jelly and jam. I have the labels for those. And I think we mm-hmm. even have a label for the cherry bags now. Oh. All very similar design, but yeah. that I've done. So that's been a fun way to contribute, you know, a, a different skill. I did a bunch of I do a bunch of graphic design in my job now. And when I was in college learning all that stuff, I had a, I took a graphic design class in college. I don't know if anybody knows this actually. And I had to come up with a branding. I had to create a company. And so I made a Montana honey co kind of company and did a whole <laughs> branding a logo and envelopes and stationery, and oh, all sorts of stuff. So it, it was fun cool. to think about it like that. Yeah. You know, they still bottle the honey and have they used your labels? Have you created labels for that? I don't think so, but I should because I probably still have the labels um, yeah. on my computer. The, yeah, that my is. fictitious company. Yeah. <laughs> that's very neat. No, I didn't know that. That's that's so fun. Now, when that would have been a long time ago. Oh, yeah, that started- would have been 20, thir- 2013, 20, maybe. Huh? Yeah, the washing of cherries the marking putting them in bags and then taking them up to the cherry stand is often turned into a routine during the cherry season do you do a particular like do you drive the tractor today do you work up at the cherry stand for a a significant period of time you have something that you you like to do now I would say now my role I, I enjoy bagging the cherries you know, the, I don't mind washing them, but it seems like there's always washers. So bagging them, I'll drive the tractor up. I, I don't mind picking it all. I kind of enjoy that. I don't spend a ton of time at the cherry stand, at least the past couple, couple summers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes from more too. I want to be down, you know, closer to the house where all the action is kind of hanging out with everybody. Uh, when I was younger, I remember it was like a big deal to get the drive the tractor and you know we never owned a tractor at our houses so that was fun to be you know 10 and driving this tractor up to the cherry stand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the activity is down by the cherry processing table in during the season and the water so yeah. what 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 do you like about being at the water? I think it's a it's a good time to catch up. I think about, you know, we used to have that inflatable trampoline and now the power dock. I know the name of that is somewhat debatable, but I think <laughs> my generation goes with the power dock. 
it, you know, it's it's fun for all the cousins just to catch up and see what everybody's up to, get a little too much sun. You know, I, I don't particularly love the freezing cold water, but I, I can handle it enough to swim out, swim out to the dock, lay out for a couple hours and then splash of cold on my way back in. Uh-huh. I always like the water sports too. I feel like the, you know, the skiing and wakeboarding and tubing. I always enjoyed doing that and uh-huh. still do quite a bit. Wakeboard, you're saying wakeboard. So there was a wakeboard behind the boat? I think there still is a wakeboard that I used last summer because oh. I remember the recovery was not quite the same. My back was <laughs> sore for a few days. I was like, man, I'm getting old. I do have... So we talk about granddad mellowing out. I think the maddest I ever made him was on the boat one day. And I think I was, I was either water skiing. I think I was water skiing. And somehow I told him, I don't like the way you do it. I like it the way my dad does it, which was the (laughs) wrong thing to say. And uh, I think he said, he was like, well, you know who taught your dad how to drive the boat? I did. I'm not. And then he wouldn't drive anymore. And so I said, okay, well, dad, you know, drive it. And he was like, oh no, that's not the way this works. Like you're done for the day. You, I'm not doing that. So. Oh no. I, I don't remember how old I was, but I, I do remember that, which is so funny to think about now, but that was the wrong thing to say back yeah. then. Wow. <laughs> I'd say so. That right. That's right. Well, Who'd know? I mean, you're just a little kid. You don't always know those things, right? Did your dad teach you to ski? He did. Yep. And I, rem- I so I remember the Snoopy skis at the lake. Uh-huh. I remember other people learning how to use those. Like, it's clear in my mind. Like, I remember Chloe learning how to ski, but I don't necessarily remember when I was learning. We also, like, my family had a boat when we lived in Australia uh-huh. and in Texas. So we would do water sports throughout the year a yeah. decent amount so the the lake was where I initially learned and then now it's kind of the one time a year I do water sports but growing up we did them quite a bit at the lake and in Texas and Australia uh-huh. okay and do you drive the boat yourself now I don't um, I think Jillian has far surpassed any capabilities I would have driving the boat. I could probably, you know, if I went fishing with granddad, I could troll it or drive it out, but I, I wouldn't feel comfortable pulling it in and out of the docking station. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you ever, do you remember the sailboat? Did you ever go on the sailboat? I do. My, well, I remember the swim test. So I don't, I think this new, the new kids have it easy, but I remember granddad making us swim around the sailboat without a life jacket on to prove that we were good enough swimmers to oh. be out in the lake. Uh-huh. So I remember that. And then I, re- I remember swimming out to the sailboat and actually I remember your son, Andrew, pushing me off the sailboat quite a few times. <laughs> Um, but that was fun. You know, the lake was a place. I'm, so I'm the oldest in my immediate family, but going to the lake was always special for me too, because it, I got to feel what it was like to be a younger sibling. You know, I had Jack and the mum boys and your boys. Um, so it was kind of fun, you know, to get, to get picked on a little bit and feel like I had a, an older sibling was probably, probably good for me. Yeah. And most of most, mostly boys as well 
right? Most yeah, that quite a few girls my age. I, I guess Kristen is a couple years older than me, um, but it it there is a big span of boys. It seems like there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. When you come to the lake, do you have like um, activities beyond the water that you like to do? Do you like to play games or draw, read books, something, something else? I definitely enjoy playing the games. I would say I've, I've left the lake many times um, after playing a game for the first time and, you know, bought it or shared it with friends and hmm. We always joke that that the mums are our kind of our test lab, and then they come and show us all the new games, you know, that they've they've played. Um, so I, I definitely enjoy playing the games and reading. But I usually bring a book or two. I don't read a ton during the year, but I enjoy, you know, when I'm on vacation, kind of like reading a book or finishing a book in the week, just hanging out with the, you know, the the sound of the water and reading a book down by the lake is pretty relaxing. Yeah. And then I also enjoy fishing too. Not, you know, once or twice, either going out on the boat with granddad or fly fishing with you and my dad. I always enjoyed that. Okay. Did you, did you go, do you go in the early morning with, with granddad, with my dad? Normally like once, once a year I will, I think, you know, it would be like me, Willie. I think he definitely did that the most. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed going with granddad and, you know, eating Oreos for breakfast. And the chaos of the, with 40 people, you know, it always felt really special to me that that was a couple hours that just him and I were going to spend together or him and I and one or two other cousins. Two or three kind of boring, uninterrupted hours of just, mm-hmm. you know, catching up with granddad because, while we're going to visit him with so many other people, it's easy to get caught up and spend time talking to everybody else. So I always enjoyed that time out in the morning with him. Yeah, that's true. Do you remember hiking over on wild horse? Yes. Yeah. That quite a few times. And I, I believe I even canoed to wild horse one time, I believe with, Kristen really I I think did you canoe back or did you have to be rescued no I think we canoe back I think we watched some of the boys attempt a paddle boat excursion and decided that that looked really hard but the canoe was doable but I also remember taking the boat over you know and hiking either on the trail or with my dad off the trail which I probably complained about quite a bit but (laughs) (laughs) no it was always good to get outside do that you know it's it's so much closer than going to glaciers so I feel like you get a little bit of a hike in but you're not gone all day that's right um I enjoy that I do I feel like problems with the boat I feel like I've been out a couple times maybe you know skiing or wakeboarding and we've had you know it's died on us and we've got it re-going and then I always enjoyed too one night that we're there doing, you know, a sunset cruise kind of thing and looking mm-hmm. at all the new houses. So mm-hmm. I work for an architecture firm. So from a pretty early, early age, I feel like I enjoyed looking at all the houses and seeing which ones were new or had changed from the past year. So I still really enjoy that. But I remember my dad got into a, a little bit of a shallow area a couple summers ago. 
And I think he ended up replacing the propeller from that incident. <laughs> Boat. <laughs> I think that one. When granddad found out, dad was like, I know, I know, I'll fix it before I leave. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but the the sound can only be described as you knew something not good oh, happened, exactly. you know, when you yeah. smack the bottom. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. And fishing, I know Kyle is a fisherman. Does he go, has he gone fly fishing with your dad and, and Nancy and Steve in the past, recently, in the past few years, or? He has, yeah, the past couple of years. It's, I think him and I have gone with dad and then, you know, you and, or Woody and Nancy and Steve, and he enjoys it. Mm-hmm. I think he, it's always like a competition between the two of us, I feel like. So the day's coming when he outfishes me and I'm not going to hear the end of it. But until then, I think I still hold the, hold, hold the crown between the two of us, but <laughs> No, it's it's fun that we get to do that together and kind yeah. of get out. I don't love the um, gravel roads that we're on sometimes for two hours, and uh, it's a long time in the car. I think we need to find a new fishing spot that's you know closer to the house. But right. that's hey, the, I guess you got to go where the fish are. Yeah, that's the yearly quest: you know, finding a closer fishing spot. How about yes. huckleberrying? Do you ever huckleberry? So that's actually on our list to do this year. I feel like the past few summers we've been too early for the huckleberries, <laughs> but I have done it before and I do enjoy eating the huckleberries. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a real Montana thing for me is uh, to huckleberry just because you're sitting, you know, kind of sitting or stooping in the woods, you know, and usually people are spread out and it feels like you're, you're really in the, really in the wilderness. So that feels good to me. I like that. Let's see. What else did you ever do? Braiding and uh, thread weaving and the, those hair things that Casey and Jack do? <laughs> Bracelets? Yeah, I think I, I definitely did the hair things. I for sure left the lake multiple summers, you know, with five anklets and a bunch <laughs> of bracelets and would go home and I would wear them. I probably wore some of those to like September or October sometime. <laughs> you know, they would just stay on till they fell off. So <laughs> now I feel like, I don't know how accepted that would be <laughs> with our work dress code, but um, I still enjoy doing it. And it's, it's fun now for me to see, you know, when we were the youngest and then kind of as we got older, you know, Jillian and Jasmine were super crafty to Ellen's girls. So I feel like you know, then they would make bracelets for us or they would want to braid our hair, which is, yeah. which was kind of cool to, to see that shift. But yeah, I think I probably spent hours um, making anklets and bracelets and necklaces and whatever else we could do with the string. But somebody used to paint toenails. Remember that. And I'm not sure. If mm-hmm. that's- that could have, it could have been me at some point. I don't, I guess I, I doubt I would have flown with nail polish. But if if someone had it, I definitely would have painted my own nails or someone else's. I could see myself doing that. <laughs> okay, so the evening time at the lake, you, you talked about being there in the evening, you know, going in the boat, going around, taking an evening cruise. Do you remember anything down at the water, say, s'mores? S'mores? I was going to say a fire. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's, I would say that's one of, one of the things coming for a week 
I think it would be hard for me to come to the lake for a week and not have some mores at least one time. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like one of those, you know, you got to pick a few buckets of cherries at least. You've got to have some mores. You've got to get in the water. You know, if we were going to make a checklist for things, things that you have to do, that would for sure be on it. So that's special. And I think it's fun, you know, skipping rocks down there and everybody comes down just enjoy the fire and growing up too that was something we didn't really get to do at our houses you know we lived in suburbs of decently sized cities so it was cool that we and I collecting the pine cones I would do that for the fire mm. what, and I think I got paid like a penny a pine cone okay I think maybe I, yeah I think the price has increased yeah oh definitely yeah <laughs> inflation is you know inflation or granddad's getting soft I don't know which one but I really worked for that you know three dollars or whatever we would get do you have uh any opinions about the future of the cherry orchard I've been asking gen three about that I hope it's something that I I always have in my life and I think we're there's definitely some you know, logistic things that we'd have to figure out. But I think for me and for Kyle, you know, I can't imagine my kids not getting to go to a place like that. So whatever it takes, I think I, I, it's hard for me to imagine not having the lake. And when I was younger, you know, I think the most special thing about it is I kind of just thought that was normal, you know, growing up and you'd get on a plane and you would go to this place and it was, 40 family members and for the most part everybody got along and I think as I've gotten older I've realized how how truly special it is that we have this one this beautiful place to go to but then this beautiful family of people that you know everybody still makes it a priority to come and catch up and it's it's something that when I've brought friends and things like that you know they'll tell me wow it's so cool that you have this and the older I get I think the more I appreciate it. And also you spend a lot of time with your immediate family during the year, you know, not just this year, but you've lived, you know, sort of in proximity with your parents and your siblings, maybe not Clark and Grace right now, but you are, you all make, you know, an effort to spend time together during the year. And it's a nice time for some of us. Like I never, I don't think I ever saw your family except for at the lake you know, my right. Sibling, right. So yeah. um, it's a real, as you get older, that becomes just a little more difficult to do if you decide to have kids and you're, it's a little harder to get on an airplane three or four times a year or to travel three or four times a year. And so the lake property kind of became the hub of, for sure, we knew we would get to see each other. And also, I think it, it helped to develop the relationships that you all have the gen three has with each other. Right. Yeah. I think it it would be hard to plan, you know, if we didn't have the lake, it would be like, okay, this year I'm going to visit Jack and Casey, or, you know, Mm -hmm. this year I'm going to go visit Nancy and Steve or Andrew and Isaac, or Mm -hmm. it is nice that we, we all get to prioritize, you know, one week and then everybody's just there. So you kind of get to catch up with everybody at, at once. And it, it would be really hard. Well, and, and now I think too, my immediate family does live in four four different states Mm -hmm. so for us even we've been seeing each other a bunch but it's it's just as easy to you know we all just kind of fly to the same place so why not make that the lake pitch our tents and 
hang out. You know? Yeah. Well, I think the tent pitching is one of those things that, you know, with a vacation, it's not always the best, the most comfortable um, way to spend a week. Right. Um. <laughs> well, I, K- Kyle tells everybody that we have a second house in granddad's attic. It's the way he <laughs> describes it to people. So I remember, I think Steve talked about this. My family was pretty lucky that we were always in the basement. I think partly because we were traveling and and couldn't, you know, pack up the car with a tent. And then also, what does mom call herself? The favorite daughter-in-law yes. or whatever, because she's the only one. But the right after I got married, my, my dad said, all right, you better buy your stuff because you're out of the basement. So now we have a, we have an air mattress and a tent and a light and it all just lives in a plastic, you know, tub and attic and we get there and we pull it down and there's our stuff. So smart. That's so smart. Cause you don't use it any other time of the year. No, we're not real big campers, but Mm -hmm. at the lake, it seems that, well, the weather's perfect. So we've got, yeah, our sleeping bags up there. And I think the first summer I bought it all on Amazon or whatever and just shipped it straight to the lake. (laughs) I think granddad was sick of all the packages, but whatever it's been now, four years and we haven't had an issue yet. So it's been good. Yeah, great. With the uh, passing of time and all of your experiences at the lake, do you have uh, any particular things that you we haven't talked about that you can think of that you might want to mention? Hmm. I think I love that we always find something to celebrate. Like that's really special to me. And uh, it just speaks to that kind of the outlook that everybody has on life. But I love that it seems like every summer there's been a reason for some sort of, you know, backyard party, which I think is fun for everybody to get together and celebrate life special moments but also just it's it's an uplifting fun place and I I look forward to coming to the lake every single summer and even though it's it's the only place I've been to that many times in my life and I don't think I'll ever get sick of it you know which is pretty cool well with that I think we can say goodbye for this afternoon and thank you for your time so glad that you were able to talk with me. Yeah, it was great. So I appreciate you doing all these podcasts and it's fun to get to listen to everybody else's and, you know, relate on different things. So, or hear about stories that I've never heard before. So that's (laughs) that's been fun. Good. Okay. All right, Abby. Uh, We'll see you in a few months. All right. Sounds good. I'll see you in July. Bye, and Judy. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. If you have stories or memories to share from your time at the Emerson Cherry Orchard, let me know. Abby and Kyle each have their own people at Flathead Lake. What about you? Until next time.